everyone back welcome to print your games the podcast for the 3d printing gamers where we talk about what's new and awesome in 3d printing i'm your host jefferson j thacker also known as param and i'm joined by kristen sourds also known as lost fears kristen what have you been printing lately because i've well, been printing nothing <laughs> uh i will i will um cop to my mistake a couple weeks ago oh no i chopped the tip of my finger off um, on a mandolin like, while I was making lunch. Okay, like, this is relevant. Uh, how how serious are we talking about? Chop the end off, like, like like stitched it back on. Now it wasn't oh. like it was wasn't much past like the, the edge of my fingernail, you know. But like it, it was a good good chunk, and Ow. my kitchen looked like a murder scene. <laughs> oh no! Um, and I was at first I was like, I'll be fine. I'll just put pressure on it. It'll be fine. Fortunately, somebody oh, else was okay. there. An adult was in the room and said, no, we're going to the hospital because it definitely was not going to stop. Um, sorry if that was graphic for anybody who's listening to this. But um, I realized something immediately. Uh, I walked back in. I was cleaning up stuff, looking at the horror show. And I looked at the mandolin and I had this moment where I was like, I have a choice. I can be afraid of that for the rest of my life or I can use it tomorrow to make my next salad, which I did. Um, and jumping right back on it and deconstructing a bad reaction was super key for me to realize I could get my anti-cubic. And so after uh -huh. I went, I went back and doubled back on my anti-cubic. I did a little bit more research. I believe Alex um, had recommended um, shutting off the fan. Uh, and I certainly, I believe it was Alex. It might've been a different uh, listener. And I'm really sorry if I have that mixed up in my head, but um, where you, you can go in in Cura, so we've been talking about Cura lately. You can actually go and set in one of the advanced options about uh, layer height to turn the fans back on to cool stuff down. So what happens is you get a much more like hot melted surface to bond your stuff. And when I realized that that was helping, but it still wasn't enough, I went in and realized I could also preheat my bed um, higher than the recommended um, base setting. So I actually started heating my bed up to to 80 degrees celsius i mean and it's hot like it's it's it hurts to touch it for very long but um you know you're not hopefully you're not touching your printer when they're in operation anyway either any kind of them because they're dangerous and warm and and or full of resin but um yeah so i started heating that up and it really adheres that base layer on there and with that cooling fan you get this really kind of set it's rough to peel off but it will stick on there and your print will work um, and I have actually had uh, six so far of those Niflheim ruin pieces successfully print on it. I'm super stoked. Yes. I have another one running right now. So, you know, mm -hmm. terrible thing that I chopped my fingertip off. But mm -hmm. it, it seems to be still alive, by the way. It seems to have worked. But um, <laughs> more importantly, it gave me the, the impetus to actually step in and, and pick up uh, that printer again and get it working. And, you know, I'm still stoked that I have that Neptune on the way and I, I will probably like you be running my dual terrain factory. Um, but yeah, uh, like I, I got that to work. I'm super excited. Uh, I don't have to wait till who knows whenever our Neptunes are shipping, um, to get some terrain pieces off there and, um, hopefully be able to put together a pretty impressive ruin set for, uh, the 25th when I do that game. So that is my goal. We'll, we'll see if it works. Uh, but yeah, um, Niflheim printing up really good. I also did the new Artisan Guild um, troop. Uh, they're Mind Flayers. I don't remember what they call them. Salathi or something. But right. they, they're Mind Flayers and they look rad. And I printed up a tray of those. Um, unfortunately, because of this, processing resin is a little challenging right now. because I don't. Oh, because you can't get the glove. How do you get the glove on? Right. So I've been trying to do everything one-handed. And I literally... <laughs> 
flipped up. I peeled the print off. Oh, no! Fortunately, I've been having that problem with that lift on the side, so I could get in there with one hand with the little spatula, but it popped off and flipped and hit my bare arm. <laughs> All sorts of resin residue on my bare arm. And as soon as that happened, it was like, nope, we're going to put that in a little dark space right. and leave it safe and you know decontamination protocol full shower full rubbing alcohol did all the things nice. but like uh yeah um until this is is a little more healed i'm kind of uh slowed down on my resin production but fortunately my my uh my focus has been on getting that fdm stuff going and, and i'm super stoked about it so hopefully they'll have some really fun pieces for for playing at that that thing on the 25th and speaking of alex alex has joined us in chat hey alex good to have you back on the show uh evidently your advice has been helping Kristen out a lot yes now, Kristen, all the fdm advice alex thank you give me more but yeah, Kristen, you the the adhesion mm -hmm. at one point in time you told me it's stuck on really good bent the build plate how much is that a problem i think you misunderstood me it didn't bend the build plate it, it i bent the prints pulling it off the build plate okay so i thought so, like the steel build plate got like no, a kink no. in it. And I'm uh, like, that's a big bad problem, Kristen. No, no, it didn't. I, I did, I did scratch it, uh -huh. but but it's got a pretty good surface coating, and I think it'll be fine. But no, um, I I was lifting up the first or no the stair the, the stair piece. I'm looking at them are like right out of arm's reach. Where I would just show you. Right. Um, but the stair piece was like uh, it was a little bent, and I had to actually one of the cool things about using that really hot. Um, preheat is I just set it on there while I was waiting for it to heat up for the next print and just kind of slowly warped it back down. It's still a little wonky, but I'm sure it'll pass for table muster. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's just so hard to get them off. I finally, um, I actually think I, with all the prints, with the, you know, six or seven, whatever prints I've, I'm up to now, there's still a little residue and I actually haven't been using alcohol to clear it off because I think the little residue is actually helping just a titch getting the adhesion to break <laughs> now. I got to get a little bit of that filth on there. Right. Rub right. dirt in the wound. Get it, make it better faster. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's been working pretty well. Now you're talking about printing the ruin set from Asgard Rising that mm -hmm. you got as part of the Niflheim Kickstarter. Correct. Uh, if any of our listeners, like it's a great ruin set. We love it to death. We shouted it out back when that Kickstarter was going. I shouted it out back when it was new uh, as part of just their Patreon. Uh, uh, they, it is one of the things you get with their current Kickstarter, which is the Goblin Swamp uh, Terrain Plus Army Kickstarter. So great set of ruins. I highly recommend them. And uh, so go check out that Kickstarter if you're interested. There's lots of great ruins out there. But this is this like made me want to like this is looking like it's in Skyrim. It's like I'm playing through Skyrim by looking it's at It's really good. Yeah, it's really good. It's going to dry brush up really nice. Um, I love I don't know if this will show on my camera because my camera's not as cool. Mm -hmm. But if you look. Uh, and, and listeners, if you hear this inside the crumbling ruins, so not like the just the broken thing. Like when I do, I chip up my my ruins really well, mm -hmm. and it's you can get aging and and broken stuff. But this has like a whole second layer of bricks and stuff underneath mm -hmm. it, and it looks so legit. Like you look at it, and you're like, oh wow, you can totally see the top of that tunnel through the first thing, and like it just it feels so good. Uh, mm -hmm. I I can't read enough about it. I'm super hyped. And Steve in chat is reporting that I junked a glass bed pulling a print done with petg off of it i have heard horror stories of people printing in petg on glass beds evidently not the ideal combo for the listeners that don't know that what is b stand i have no idea what petg stands for but it's one of the filament types you can print at that has a high temperature it's very strong stuff okay. i know that people print uh parts to go in car engines like hoods for air conditioning vents like things you're going to use in the auto industry uh things that you want to be very strong and to not just melt when like it gets a little bit hot outside 
like PLA, which is the most common material and the stuff we most likely to print with is first it's made out of corn and it's great stuff. Uh, it's, it's good for the environment and also it's cheap and prints at a low temperature and it's perfect for our stuff. But if you leave it in your car's back door or outside in the hot sunny day on the asphalt it will warp and even any hotter and it will melt and then you have really good stuff like ptg and abs uh that is is fantastic stuff uh ptg is like abs is great for strength and temperature but it releases toxic stuff when you're printing with it so you have to ventilate and be careful when you're printing with abs ptg doesn't have that problem uh you have to print very hot to do it uh, not all printers can do it uh and several entry-level printers say they can but they can't or it's like really iffy um and it is known to bond with glass beds i mentioned uh teaching tech and uh, 3d printing nerd and stuff they all have horror stories of like we were printing on this glass bed with this giant pawn made out of ptg and it ripped a hole in the glass bed when we pulled it off it bonds with glass so you've got to be like use a metal bed or or, or a different, um, or an FEP bed or something like that instead of, uh, uh, instead of uh, a glass bed when printing with PETG. You ready to make fun of me? Here we go. It's polyethylene terra, terephthalate glycol modified. Oh, wonderful. I love the names of all this stuff because it sounds like you could speak it like a supervillain and cackle. The party at the Terrafin Glycol. Yes, yes. And it, it is similar to the plastic used in a clear water bottle. Oh, makes Alex Shiver says, oof, I don't use PG, but I recommend magnetic PEI flexible sheets for a replacement bed. Yeah, magnet flex is wonderful stuff. I, I use it on my Saturn. I'm absolutely glad that the, uh, not the Ender, but the Neptune 3 is going to come standard with one. And I'm looking at my Neptune going like, it'd only be about 40 bucks. That's 40 bucks well spent, ain't it? So I have a new, um, gosh, I ordered it forever ago too. I have a new Saturn build plate coming specifically so that I can make my old one magnetic. Um, I just didn't want to have it out of commission or mess it up and not have a second option. So mm -hmm. because and we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, like when you put for the Saturn, when you install the build plate, you have to wait three days. That's what you were saying. Say, I mean, yeah. right now I'm slowed down, so it would be a good time for it if that other plate would show mm -hmm. up. I just get it done. Right. And uh, I've done it. It's great, and it does take those three days. So give you give you some time. Uh, but you know, we're talking about buying, you know, build plates, and you know, I don't know if you've noticed gas prices and inflation. It's it's an mm -hmm. expensive world out there, Kristen. Yeah, but I want to keep resin is raising I price. Know. I want to keep printing though. I want new models. And while we have said in the past that you can save a ton of money printing your models, uh, you know, we we ran some of the numbers during a recent episode you can save a ton of money i know me and you don't save a ton of money because like we join a thousand patreons and, and have a gigantic digital pile of shame uh because you know, it's too good a deal to pass up <laughs> and when you do that enough about. you might as well be buying a new box set from gw every month uh, i don't know that i'm still up to a horse heresy a month yet so. <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad that we are still measuring all costs no matter what in boxes of horse heresy <laughs> but let's say you wanted to buy said box of horse heresy and you need to go a little lean on your minis uh what if what happens when your budget 
is literally we're talking about you've got the printer you've got the resin or you've got the filament but you just don't got any money left to buy stl files where can you find some great free stl files you want my first answer to that yes what is your first answer what is your first what's your go-to when it's time to get some free stuff well this works badly on me but um shopping actually uh your like when you're looking at kickstarters Mm-hmm. When you're checking out Patreon, right? When you're going through and looking at all those options, almost everybody mm-hmm. has one, two, three, four free minis. If you like, are willing to give up an email, which can mm-hmm. be a fabricated one if you're somehow information sensitive. Um, I don't recommend that because you're going to get cool updates from a lot of these creators. But uh, there's, you know, the Kickstarters will usually have a, an incentive. Hey, check out a sample of our thing, Patreons. And so, yeah, I would say look around if you're because, you know, if you're if you're a limited budget, you're going to have to do to research it to get everything cohesive or to make it as usable as possible. Since you're already doing that work looking anyway, just look a little deeper, shop a little deeper and you will find people offering you stuff. Um, and that's why I'd say to start, but I know you have a lot more specific and better resources. So let's hear. But I I think that that's a really good thing to talk about. It's like, absolutely. Yeah. And it's a fantastic way to see if you like an artist or you like their models, if they're going to be the right scale for you, or you need to make some changes. If uh, often these free models will actually be pre-supported, which is not going to be true of most of the free models I'm going to be talking about today. Right. Um, So like you'll, see the quality of their pre-support work and and whether or not they print successfully and easily for you it's a great way to evaluate an artist or a kickstarter or a project and it's a great way to build up a collection quickly the downside is that they're often time limited like this yep. mini is free while the kickstarter is going, going or this mini is free this month like uh you'll see that a lot with patreons like here's our entire patreon set and one of our models will be free you know here's like uh one of my absolute favorites of those models is uh clay cyanide was doing um a set that had lancelot on it like Mm -hmm. and it's like one of the most awesome looking lancelots i I have ever seen so much Uh, so it's not just you know a cool knight on horseback it's lancelot so lancelot has to be extra so he is (laughs) surfing that horse yeah with the dual wielding swords and it's one of the coolest pieces of uh, models that like I, I, I've ever seen. And I am absolutely working on the side on a Bretonian army, uh, a Warhammer Bretonian army to be used in you know Kings of War and Age of Fantasy and, and uh, all, all sorts of fun stuff. And you better believe that one of my heroes is not going to be some boring French model from the 80s. It's going to be Lancelot's horse surfing across the battlefield. Nice, nice. Yeah, have, this is a free model, absolutely free. It was it's one of the it was from their No Twenty Twenty set, so it's been a while. Yeah, but you can yeah. go to my mini factory right now, download Lancelot for free. I have three more tips talking about this stuff specifically. Okay, um, when you're looking at Kickstarter, you find a Kickstarter that has a free one. Um, I believe, mm-hmm. like, um, well, there's a couple going on. We'll be talking about here in a bit, but um, you find it. Go check the creators' other kickstarters because oftentimes mm-hmm. if they've just embedded a sync folder or whatever surprisingly their free models from old past kickstarters are often still downloadable so that's the thing i would just check again this is going to take time you can't have really anything ever free right 
but mm-hmm. you, you know if you're if you're willing to invest a little time and, and legwork into it you can you can usually find a couple others that have previous ones right. second you can go to when you're like my mini factory um if you do free in the thing you're going to get support free miniatures and it's going right. to be thousands of them right. so i recommend using the keyword sample if you it's use... actually a lot easier yeah Kristen. oh okay yeah Later so on. I was going to save this for, for a little bit later in the episode, but there's several websites that you can go to to find models. My Mini Factory is one of the best. Mm-hmm. It's where all of the, like, it's where most of the professional uh, artists are publishing. Like, the for sale stuff is sold. This is where most mm-hmm. of the singles are sold in the industry. What you can do is just enter a blank search or a search for any term that you want. And on the left-hand side, you'll see the search options and toggles. One of the options you can do is just set free objects. Okay. So That's go cool. op- searching for objects, price, free objects, and then sort by relevance or sort by popularity. A blank search will just show you all the most popular stuff. And you will literally get hundreds, hundreds. and thousands and of free cool, models. cool minis. Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. A lot of these are the monthly sample releases. Like here's Papapskull's Arnold Schwarzenegger inspired model. So that's that's an awesome model to add to any fan, uh, any uh, sci-fi or modern game, you know. And it looks great. Um, I've I've coll- I have several of these that I, I absolutely love, uh, and I often make that part of like my weekly ritual to just troll that page to see what's up. I've discovered, and it, it works out too because I have discovered new artists by downloading their free stuff, this and I've loved it so much <laughs> that I've gone on to support and add them to my library of uh, pledged, uh, you know, my mini factory tribes or. Or or so on and so forth. Like oh yeah, and- almost all of my terrain patreons have come from a free sample. Like oh, here's a bookshelf or a potion bottle. We'll be talking about a couple of some syllabus. I suspect another one that's my favorite that I got completely for free is this female adventure from Dan Kelly's uh, model. I I love this female paladin model so much. I've printed it three times and painted it twice. Nice. It's a good, good mini. I use it as my Baron in my Kings of War League of Rodia army. And the Baron is one of the most OP models to have. It's real cheap, inspires everything around it so that everything gets to reroll all, all of their morale tests. Mm-hmm. And also, when it comes time to, to, to throw fists, she's got it. And she is the perfect model for that. Nice. So we're talking about my mini factory. Absolutely, go there. You can sort by free, uh, and you can get them. But there's also uh, two other websites that are 100% free. Everything on it and has an amazing backlog. Now here's the kicker: because there's uh, Thingiverse, which we have, you know, has we've reported in the past has had some recent issues, mm-hmm. um, and Printables, which is coming up to kind of inherit the crown of Thingiverse. But both of those websites are completely free. Mm-hmm. All the models on them are free. Um, but that does mean that you're going to get a range of quality. So you're yep. going to have to judge for yourself, like, is this really worth printing? Is this really worth downloading? Yeah, not all the stuff is there. And also keep in mind, and, and not to be harsh to the artist, some of this stuff is ancient. Some of this stuff is from right. the way on right. before times when everything was printed in uh, FDM, FDM and the professional and were, artists were not operating in this space. You weren't caring much. if there were polygon planes and stuff because... Right. 
a lot of ripped from video game assets that have been repaired up to be printable. Um, So you're going to see a lot of that on on Thingiverse. Um, But that does not mean that there is not great stuff to find there. Uh, Some search terms of obviously search for D&D, search for Warhammer, search for Dungeon, search for any monster name, and you'll find lots of great stuff there. I always recommend sorting by popularity when you're doing these searches because that's the stuff that's going to rise to the top. And also uh, in those sites, you can also, what's popular? been popular this month so that yes some of that stuff has been popular because it's been around since the never never years like that and some of them are of questionable legality like the time that they the the one of the most popular models on thingiverse is literally just the pathfinder green dragon that's been 3d scanned um oopsie oopsie there um but but you can find some amazing stuff on there um and on printables it's much the same way it's a great resource some of the stuff we're going to be talking about also because my mini factory there's actually cost involved in hosting stuff there a lot of the free files from even the other artists will sometimes be here on yep. thingiverse or gumroad or, or cults yeah cults is another great website and of all the 3d printing websites cult is the home of the warhammer 40k proxies uh, the fan models, the at- kit bash kits, um, all the stuff you could ever want to play 40K is available on cults if you know the correct search terms to find them. Um, but there's also very frequently when people do step over the line, GW comes in and says, take that down. So if you find something on cults that you like, download Get it. Get it Alex Shaver is mentioning something uh, about uh, a link that I'm not going to be bringing up on the show, Alex. So... Uh, Thank you very much uh, for the assistance, but uh, we we uh, very much want to avoid uh, upsetting anybody. Plus, um, I, we are very much pro uh, artist and intellectual property and stuff. So I'm okay with fan models. I'm okay with original sculpts and proxies and stuff. Direct scanning of models and then printing it—that's where things like eh, I don't quite, yeah, I don't quite jive there. It's going to be interesting because they just did that. It was a pretty affordable new scanner. The um, imaging tech too. That's going to yeah. be a new problem for people. Yeah, three scan, D scanning is going to be super important for the home user because um, I have absolutely zero scruples scanning my own stuff <laughs> and and printing copies of my own stuff. Right. Uh, but um, but but then again, we're hitting like that's going to be some that's going to be some fun times and episodes later when that happens. <laughs> right now, even the best scanning stuff is not good enough, and yeah. the only usable scans. That are coming out are coming out of like labs with like big gigantic tens of thousands of dollars 3d scanning devices right um and even the cheap stuff that you can get for a couple of grand right now and yeah a couple of grand is the cheap stuff and yeah. forget about the cell phone stuff like you can get some fun that stuff is great for getting 3d scans of stuff to use in tabletop simulator but it does not have the resolution to get good 3d printing uh and you're going to be spending a ton of time in blender cleaning up those scans anyway uh so like scanning is just not quite there yet but when scanning is there you can bet we'll be chatting about it and talk and hopefully getting some people to interview that know a lot more about it than i do Uh, but yeah cults is the is the warhammer 40k capital so all the fan models and even if you're not looking 
for proxy models, it's like the best place to go to find like what's my faction's shoulder pads or yeah. what are some really cool bits that I can do or, or conversions or I need like cool backpack exhaust flight stands for my exterminators or whatever. That is the place to go for that stuff. Um, so a if you're looking for sci-fi cults is 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 king a lot of our interviewees mm -hmm. have also said that they put their free content there yeah so. uh, one page rules puts all of their free models over on their cults page so it's definitely look up one page rules on cults now cults is not a free only page it, mm -hmm. like my mini factory it is free and paid and but with cults it's kind of like down the middle a good chunk of it is free and yeah. some of it is paid whereas on my mini factory almost all of it is paid and some some of it is free. Also, Cults is a very slow website, and it is painful to use sometimes. Um, I will agree with that. Not to mention, sometimes it's yeah, it's organizations, right? And question. I'm afraid I do not know the status of the Creality 3D scanner, Alex. Um, I'll have to get back to you on a future episode um, uh, when I uh, are able to talk about. So we've talked about in generics. Like, here's the places to go to find free stuff. Um, but what about some specific resources? You cannot talk about free models without talking about Miguel Zavala, who we've interviewed a few episodes ago about the, uh, their their process and stuff. And 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 Ilmz forty two fifty is is what you search for to find the models. The, they have a Shapeways page. Uh, which is where they're putting all their models now. They used to be on Thingiverse. They move over to Shapeways because of licensing issues and TSR, not TSR, um, and Wizards of the Coast having a chat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and but like all the D and D stuff is there. Um, Quality wise, um, you know, it's 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 your opinion, but you know, maybe not the the peak of quality but if you need an owlbear if you need a dragon and the new stuff is definitely a lot better than that early stuff that was designed well yeah and i think he even mentioned that he's talked about going back and cycling through yeah. some of the oldest stuff but mm -hmm. his oldest stuff is out there and you can definitely see the learning curve yeah. but it's still perfectly serviceable a with a good one, paint job yeah and it's a wonderful resource and you know you will have it so if you need anything in the monster manual anything in tasha's guide to whatever mz4250 has got at least a model and it will be pretty good along that note uh besides mz4250 is another one of the older ones that have that is worth mentioning and that's mia k the ilm3dm so it's uh, funny Mia when K. you said her name earlier i didn't know <laughs> you were talking about but now saying the username i'm like oh yeah i've downloaded tons of this stuff yeah mia k's got lots of terrain and animals and monsters and also like lots of really cute stuff and npcs and pcs and really cool dragons and mermaids and like tons and tons and tons of usable mostly rpg focused uh models to be now not that you can't use these in more games but because they are rpg focused they're usually only available in one or two poses whereas you know mod models designed for war gamers or, or patrons or groups uh are often provided in like a dozen or so poses unfortunately if you're a war gamer and you're like army war gamer, if you're a skirmish war gamer, this stuff's fine. Like you only need stuff available in one pose anyway. But right. if you are an army war gamer, it's a little bit rougher for you. Unless you play Warhammer 40k. And then there's cults. Uh, but if you're playing Warhammer Fantasy or Age of Sigmar or Kings of War or any of those, um, there are less free resources out there than there are. Uh, because you need stuff available in multiple poses to look really good. Not that they don't have multiple poses. Like she's got three poses for this really cool stingray. But Mia, uh, Mia K stuff is definitely RPG focused first. 
Yep. And finally, not not the only resources I'm going to mention, but another one of like amazing amount of free stuff is Yasashi uh, Kojin Studios. They're over on my mini factory primarily. And their stuff is just ridiculously good quality. Just straight up, it always has been. Uh, a lot of the like people showing off 3D printing will show off their models. They come in twos. They come completely free, unsupported. But the pre-supported version will cost you a couple of bucks. Yeah. So all their models are available. I think all, all their models. I actually have been that, but... um, backing their um, Patreon quite a while. Awesome. Again, RPG-focused, but... Um, their style is very distinct and the quality of what they have to offer is like absolutely top notch. I would, I would put the, them up against most of the paid for models that are available in the industry. And again, it's a massive, massive supply of models available here. You want a mind flayer? They got it. You want a cool lizard dude? They've got it. You want some of the cutest owlbear cubs? You come and get them here. Uh, you'll have to do the support yourself if you want the free models. Um, but if you are willing to pay a couple of bucks or support them on uh, on Kickstarter, then uh, you get the pre-support stuff. Mia K's Patreon, you get cool base options in, with with her stuff. That's her Patreon incentive. And Miguel Zavala has some Patreon exclusive stuff, and also the patrons get to like vote on and, and request uh, models be created. So there's usually a good incentive to support these people financially. But like if you're in the hey, I got zero money this month there's lots of free stuff available with these with these three artistically uh that is worth checking out now if you are warhammer fantasy fan if you're building the kings of war army if you're building something for age of fantasy uh if you're looking at the old world with drool and and, and nostalgia you got to know about emang emang mm. he does a crap ton of warhammer fan models inspired by specifically the total war series uh the warhammer total war series and it is just a ton of models absolute ton of free models um all with like dozens of poses if you're playing orcs or demons or chaos or undead or rats uh there's entire armies worth of free models available on, on, on their page. And it is, it is uh, one of my favorite places to go to, to check for cool new free stuff. Um, one of the most popular 3d printed things ever uh, is indeed their mammoth that they have done. And, and the, uh, again, because of like copyright reasons and he wants to, or they want to uh, give you a clue of what it's supposed to be a proxy for instead of the chaos war mammoth it is called the disorganized mr snuffleupagus <laughs> which is my favorite my favorite generic name ever do you have any other free resources to shout out to for the mini side of things um not i covered most ones i would right. think of right. i like i said i'm usually in the weeds like finding the ones and twos throughout that um i will uh i will say uh actually i was gonna say that for the end never mind never mind Sorry about that. So some of the disadvantages of when you have no budget are you're not good. Like beggars can't be choosers. Right. Uh, you're the, 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 we talk about the massive selection of models out there and the selection of models available for free is still kind of huge. I would say even bigger than most game stores would be able to support you with uh, yeah, for absolutely. sure. Yeah. But you know, it's not going to be anywhere near as big as if you're willing to pony up some cash for some Patreons or some models on my mini factory. Um, but also, there is, you know, 
because you're only going to be getting like, you know, this set or a model from this artist, a model from that artist, mixing them in with three models, um, you're going to be relying on your painting job to uh, do some of the cohesive tying things together because these are artists with vastly different styles. And honestly, that kind of holds true to all my almost all my projects, but at least like I'm able to say uh, when I'm when I'm buying models, uh, I can go like I'm going to go heavy on Titan Forge with this project. So most of my right. troops are going to tie together or I'm going like all of these orcs are going to look like World of Warcraft because that's a very popular orc style to do. In fact, me building the retro orc army. I'm finding I have less selection if the retro Warhammer orc look uh, in order to make my orc army distinguish different from my sisters. I have less choices than if I would to go to World of Warcraft inspired orcs. And that is the only time that I've seen Warhammer have second fiddle in this industry. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe that. Um, <laughs> Alex Chapter in, in chat saying, oh, now I want a big bird Lord of Chains proxy. <laughs> Please, the goodness, do it. Please, yeah. the And we want to see a painted picture of it. Yeah. And hello, Ben Stanley. Thanks for joining us. We super appreciate each and every one of you for joining us. Oh, gosh. The other big disadvantage is a lot of these are going to be uh, unsupported. And some of them might have errors on them. Like, that's not a huge issue that used to be a worse issue. Make sure you're not, make sure you're downloading something that's actually a mini. Their world is filled with video game rips that just are not printable because they were never even made solid. And what I mean by that, is in order for something to be 3D printable, it has to be what it has to hold water. There has to be a solid object with no holes in it. But when you're designing stuff for video games and stuff, you can cheat. Like the beard can literally be two dimensional, just floating in front of somebody's face. The clothing doesn't have to have an inside because you only have to worry about what the video game sees. It doesn't have to actually abide by physics. But stuff we 3D print absolutely does. And therefore, if you throw a model meant for a video game into your 3D printer, you're just going to get a failure and disappointment as it tries to print an infinitely thin wall that should be a leg. And then, like, you just have a print fail and you have to clean out your FEP. And it's just a bad day. It's a bad day. It's, it's a, a bad, bad day. day. For sure. Your slicer should warn you if you are if you listen to the warnings when that is about that. But, you know, just, just be a little bit careful. And like we said, you're going to have to support a lot of these yourself. So like use Lachi auto supports or, or Prussia auto supports. If you're new to supporting stuff, that's a little bit easier way of handling things or just learn how to support stuff because that's a skill you're going to, you know, greatly appreciate as part of this hobby is just learning how to support your, your own models. Um, though it is, it is an, if you're getting the stuff that's like samples and stuff, a lot of that's going to be pre-supported. And some of these fan models, like the really popular ones have had people come in and support them. And then those get uploaded to the pack. So like, you know, if your space, not proxies or your prime beef, uh, on cults, uh, uh, prime beef. And if you're looking for certain types of, of Warhammer 40k uh, inspired proxies for your primaris Marines, you gotta love prime beef. Uh, <laughs> Hmm. I would think uh, you would get something else on that search, and that's all I'm going to say. Keep the safe mode toggled on, please. <laughs> I just um, sprayed Mountain Dew all over my mic. Well, <clears throat> um, the, some of those are actually actually pre-supported, and that's great. Um, awesome. by the, um, but you know, for a lot of the stuff, like there's a free model on our very website of uh, me and Kristen as that's hobbits true. with a and very cool owl bear and a yeah. cart and a cobalt driving a cart that's absolutely worth printing, and it's free. It's not pre-supported because 
in order to pre-support something and then distribute it as as a business, you w really want to like test print it and you're dealing with customer support issues. You want to know that there that it's going to work and that means either doing a whole lot of work yourself or what everybody does, hiring one of the companies that do that stuff for you. There are actual whole companies that Atlas. do pre-support works like Atlas support solutions, um like uh, Table Flip Foundry, uh friends of the network, they do support solutions as well um, for some of the Patreons. And there's just like individual support artists out there that do this work as well. And that is valuable. That is a, a skilled service. They, and what you end up with the professionally supported stuff is, is like the least amount of supports. I support a lot of my stuff because I do a lot of kit bashing and customs. And if you're willing to do kit bashing customs, then the world of free stuff opens up even wider because then you can have all the poses you want. And you can customize these things to be perfect, even with limited resources. Um, but but like when you look at my stuff, it's like there's a hundred supports on this model. And I probably didn't need that many because I, I just want to be know it's going to print. I don't need to have the least amount of supports possible. But when you look at some of the stuff that these support companies put out, there is like razor thin line of supports across this sword. And I don't know how that happened or how that worked. But goodness, it printed perfect every single time. Oh. And that's minis. But you know what you need? You also need terrain. You need some free stuff to play on. And there is lots of really cool free terrain out there as well. If you're searching all the sites we just talked about, you'll find terrain in those searches. You can search for cool house or cottage or um, another search term is Voz mode terrain. That is a fun, like it's, it's Voz mode printing is when your printer ignores the middle of a print and just prints it as a vase, as a hollow shell in rings all the way up. You have to design objects specifically for that mode of printing. Uh, because it, it, a lot more limitations, there's nothing to support it. Um, but people have designed some really cool terrain pieces, like ruined buildings and farmhouses and stuff, and towers and stuff that Absolutely. can be printed this way. And it prints stupidly quick. It prints so fast, and that's the big advantage: is it just prints so fast, and that's great. So that's a, and, and a lot of that is available for free over on Thingiverse. And I hope that some of that stuff's made it over to Nibbles. Um, what if you want? to liven up your D&D &D night and you want that Dwarven Forge look. You want those dungeon tiles, baby. 3D printing dungeon tiles is some of the first gaming stuff to be printed. Um, and Open Forge is one of your first stops for that. If you just want some really cool looking um, stone, cobblestones and, and rocks and stuff, Devin Jones's Open Forge models are like a a absolute first stop in this industry so you've got cool dungeon tiles you've got ruins it's got pages and pages and pages of stuff available here and more importantly it's the beginning of the open lock standard so all of these tiles are, are part of open lock and out of like the early support for open lock you'll find here too and open lock has become sort of the de facto standard for all 3d printing tile like terrain that is being used like there's some some notable stand differences. There's Dragonlock, that Fat Dragon games. They were real early in this space, so they have their own terrain stuff. And um, like the Kraken Studio stuff that I like so much has its own connector tab on the old set. The, yeah, the new set the, is open lock, not the, the old sci -fi set. set, right? Is the sci-fi set is open lock, right. and the stuff that you get from Cast and Play and most most people's. Um, most people's terrain is going to be open lock because it's an open license and everything's cross compatible. And if you use one of the other systems like Dragonlock, uh, you can get 
uh, converter pieces that will let you combine those sets together. Like yep. you build one room in dragon lock and build this room in open lock and you can absolutely link them together. You can use individual pieces. It is, it is fine. And even so it's, it's so prevalent open lock is that it and dragon lock are actually supported by the compatible pieces are included in the warlock tiles that WizKids produced because the, the 3d printed stuff was so prolific at the time with those linking stuff that they are even supported there. So if you, even if you have like a whole collection of warlock tiles uh, at your, in your game room and you just want to print custom pieces for it, open lock stuff is going to be compatible. Dragon lock stuff is going to be compatible. All of those other formats, there's like a, there's a handful of other ones. I know Monstrous Encounters had like from back in the day, they had their own before the standard really got set. So those, uh, those have conversion connectors too. And those connectors are usually made of a slightly more flexible plastic, right? You just print them in PLA. You okay. just print them in PLA. Uh, they're designed to be printed in PLA to be flexible enough to bend at just the right amount. A couple of the hobby stores. Tweaking. A couple of the hobby stores around here also just sell little bags full of them mm-hmm. that yeah. are they're cast plastic. Yeah. So that is a part that I'm absolutely willing to just go on Etsy and order 500 of uh, yeah. instead of printing it myself because that absolutely. is tedious and long, and I'm not into that. Terrain, Terrain Tinker, Tinker. Uh, yes, Terrain Tinker is available for that as as well. Um, and ooh, what was the other one? Uh, desk, the the, de- the people who made Desktop Hero uh, did a terrain version of their stuff that lets you build like you know, your own buildings in in a tile set, and they print it off. You can you can choose open lock connectors there. Open lock is basically everywhere now. Not everything available in open lock is free, um, but uh, there's a humongous amount of it that is. And all the open lock stuff is cross compatible. So if you buy the cool Midnight Castle set from Cast and Play because you want to build a, a strati like dungeon, like that I might be working on right now for reason, um, it is absolutely completely compatible with all the free open lock stuff that's out there. Very cool. Another set that I want to draw attention to that is completely free is the Dungeon Sticks collection. This is not open lock. It's a completely different style of terrain, but it is super fast and convenient. So Dungeon Sticks, instead of printing, like open lock is like traditional dungeon tiles. You print your floors and your walls. Sometimes the walls are connected to the floor. Sometimes they're separate, but you use little clips to tag them together. Dungeon Sticks are standing, freestanding wall segments that are connect, have like little end and end, barrel connectors on the ends so that you can link them together and make basically you can quote unquote draw out your dungeon by just like you put a textured map on the floor the piezo flip maps Mm -hmm. the blank ones are perfect for this um and there's lots of blank ones or ones with like cool textures that you can get and often the reverse side of a flip map will just be a blank texture while there's a there's a cool stuff on the other side yeah so those are all perfect for this and basically you just you print these as wall segments and then just sort of drag them out of where you want the wall to be for your dungeon or for your building. They're available in lots of styles. They're all free. You got your flagstones, you got your wilderness, you've got this weird undersea coral one, you've got That's caves. Cool. The caves is probably the best one because with traditional tiles, you can kind of recognize the squares and stuff when you see them on the table. But Dungeon Sticks can do a better believable cave system than most cave tiles can because you can basic because the can barrel on those. So you can basically just put it out in any weird amalgam 
cave you want and then just on top grid, of the right. cave texture the, the colors yeah and it looks like a better and they're cross compatible with the other stuff and there's no reason you have to be stuck with one solution or the other i love to say these dungeon sticks print a whole you can get a whole dungeons worth of dungeon sticks printed a whole lot faster than the equivalent dungeon tiles because you're just printing they're they're basically half hot walls yeah with doors and pillars and stuff so these print really fast also you can print these in resin fairly easily i was about to say is, is it resin preferred or would you say it's 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 designed doesn't... for fdm it's designed okay. to just supportless fdm is what it's designed for but I have successfully printed these off in resin without any, without too much difficulty. Uh, just a little bit of supporting. Too big, so they shouldn't be yeah. too difficult. I was able to print these in resin on my old Mars printer to give you oh, an idea. So, um, How come I've never seen these sets, man? If it got I don't them. know. Um, they also have, for both open lock and dungeon sticks in most of these open formats, they have like the blank connector templates so that you can get these models come in with your own terrain or let's say you really like the midnight stuff from cast and play and want to make it dungeon sticks instead of open lock you can pull those models in and blender and like combine them with these connectors and make your own custom kit bashed terrain that is completely styled to how you like to do your stuff instead hmm. of having to do it one way or the other the advantage of 3d printing is the customizability that is being able to do that yourself with little with just a little bit of knowledge is one of the best parts of this whole hobby now you have a couple of links here one is Ooh. ether studios ether studios yep um Tell I, me about ether studios. well one of the things they're huge and i think it's mostly dragon bite they they might have some open lock stuff too but they're usually i've always seen them on drive-through rpg actually and mm -hmm. i used to be so frustrated before i had a 3d printer because oftentimes they would come up in searches i was doing for their stuff but if you go click on the right there you've just pulled up their page click on the right on the price they have a mm -hmm. copious amount. If you click on up the black, the this is price and the white white text gets above. Right. It says pay what you want. Yes, there are a ton, and I mean a ton of pay what you want and free sets. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're usually like one piece of a bigger set, but they usually have you know a bunch of tiles. And if you <laughs> if you have a three D printer in time, even four tiles and a couple walls can turn into a whole dungeon. And then if you really like the set and want to you know splurge a little bit, and their prices are actually very reasonable if you do pay for them. And obviously, if you can afford to pay pay their suggested. I would do it but um huge amount of resources tons of theme um mostly uh fdm uh, oriented but you could probably still print up quite a bit of it in resin too but you know they have tons of big buildings i mean like and some huge stuff there's big temples and altars and stuff but then i think it like with the connectors because you could do the dragon bite to open lock connectors and you could you could attach it to your warlock you get attach whatever and they have just so much stuff just so much uh, i would totally recommend going on drive through rpd and checking them out or and i also believe they do um pay what you want kickstarters too sometimes so i would keep an eye okay. on that as well there's a lot of pay what you want kickstarters that have been coming out where it's like just one building right but, but like you know pay five ten whatever you can i've been doing the one cool the malt shop ones <laughs> So I figure eventually I'm going to do a supers game that I want like malt shops and service stations and things like that. You know, uh, you got to really endanger people for the heroes to be heroes. Right. So, and the next one is legend games. Legend games um, is a Patreon and they have an MMF store and stuff. The thing I would say is weird about them is um, a little bit of it's gated. Their Patreon has quite a bit of free content if you've subscribed to it. 
but um, mm -hmm. they also have a website that usually has like a free thing of like the month or whatever. So it's sort of things you just go keep checking. Sometimes it's a barrel or it's bookshelves or uh, I think right now there's a necromancer orb that's pretty cool on there that you can grab for free. Um, but their whole focus is terrain. So they're always really nice pieces, really high quality. Um, and uh, they're actually somebody I totally found through looking for free stuff and ended up liking. They have a really cool dark, dark elf set. Um, unfortunately, the free files for it are gone already, um, but it's still, I think it's only like 10 bucks. And if you're a patron, it's like five, um, but still like a lot of fun, flavorful stuff. They're very themed. Um, it, 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 I, I've really enjoyed just, just kind of checking in on them now and then getting some cool free stuff. And your last recommendation is something I'm actually familiar with, which is yes. 3D Hexes. Tell yes. me about 3D Hexes. Uh, again, terrain focused. Uh, they have a tribe, I believe, and maybe a Patreon. I know they definitely have tribe. But um, one of the things I thought was cool, because we're talking about budget, is they actually have free terrain rollers where you can go in and then like make some foam stuff if you're like willing to like go full D DIY stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but they also do free, free other terrain. They usually have samples from each of their current sets. But, um, you know, super terrain focused and again, very, very flavorful um, right. stuff constantly coming out. And I do rec actually recommend their Patreon yeah. and, and tribes as well. So I have bought their uh, texture roller kits before and for making tiles out of like dollar store farm cards. If, like if you want to live that that DM Scotty uh, lifestyle, you can absolutely do that with these. It's it's fantastic. If you've seen like a videos where people have been using the texture rollers from Green Stuff World, mm -hmm. uh, like Black Magic Studio has done videos on that. DM Scotty's done videos on that. Wylock has done videos on that. Um, you can 3D print texture rollers and make those tiles yourself or add details to your bases. It's it's a great it's a great resource to print a small thing. And also these print wonderfully in resin. In fact, I kind of prefer my resin print versions to my FDM print versions of these. I would agree. I, I would actually get print the layer these in, lines. Print these in resin for sure. But they do eat a lot of resin. So do not do what I did and fill my Mars up and put eight of them on the build plate because they fit and expect it to print because that doesn't happen. You get half of a, a plate of them printed halfway um, and an empty build that after that. But yeah, you get a lot of terrain in a hurry, but you have to do some craftiness yourself. Like you're, you're grabbing the foam core, you're putting gluing, hot glue is involved, but, but they yeah. look great when you're done with them. They look wonderful. Well, and if you just want to make cheapy tiles, literally dollar store foam core and a roller, and exacto knife and a little dry brushing and you're good to go like and you can do a pretty robust set with just that so all righty we are coming up on time and that is all of our free resources there's tons of more free models if you know of some free stuff that we haven't shouted out to or haven't linked to leave us a comment send us an email leave us a facebook comment let us know that there is something out there we'll bring them up in the next episodes um and we will let everyone know because we all like free stuff and the, getting the free stuff is a great way to sample the art and find the artist you want to support when the budget is no longer right please do support please. the artist no pirated content <laughs> <laughs> yeah do support the artist as you are able to uh, we want we want wonderful art we want creators to succeed and flourish in this space so that we keep getting the massive creative selection but you know your budget is what your budget is don't put yourself out there more than you can afford and do take advantage of what is available out there for free um, it is a great way to learn to build up a collection to not feel like you have to have a thousand patreons like it is, I think it's better to lean on the free stuff and have one or two Patreons that you really, really like 
the artist than it is to have like a dozen Patreons going um, and that you'd never print. Not that we've done that. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> now, speaking of uh, Patreons that will never print, actually, no, I really want to print these, but they're going to be big boys. For the shout outs, I wanted to shout out Lord of the Print set this month. It is, it's so Lord good. Lord of the Print and me have a relationship where I love their stuff but it's often impractical for me because these are gigantic sculpture-like models that are Lord of the Print goes huge. When they build dragons, it's like it'll fill up your bookshelf with one of these babies. And often the poses are very awesome, but not conducive to game table, at least like not conducive to wargaming table. For D&D style, still a little bit hard, still a little bit hard, uh, some of them, but... Some of them. Yeah. But I they will say, though... Set... Go, ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, you can... They... They have a set this month called Highest Peaks and Lowest Caverns, and it is just it is just awesomeness. Uh, it has some of my three of my favorite monsters ever are in this set, which are the Bahir, which are for those of you who do not know what a Bahir is, it is basically a very long, multi-legged lizard that eats dragons as their favorite lunchtime is a cool looking model. Um, it's, it's massive. It's detailed. It's the best looking Bahir I've ever seen. And you get it available in young adult and ancient varieties, which is a common theme with Lord of the Prince. Whereas I also like to call them, I can use that in the game. That's a bit big and there's no way on earth. I have the shelf space to print that one. Yeah. Uh, though I have had success shrinking their stuff down. Like I have I like to the look at the ancient stuff, knock it down like to 40%. It'll fit on gargantuan base. One of the big spiky ones for my friend Solar Dragon. We shrink it down. They've got some chimeras that look awesome. I mean, manticores, not chimeras. Um, so there's three poses of chimeras or manticores. I always get those confused. Uh, and Umber Hulks, three awesome looking Umber Hulks, as well as like a slew of three keen warriors if you want to have some ant boys. And yeah. little... And little other, uh, what are they called? The I forget what they're called. The little blue boys at the bottom. I love them so much, but I never remember their name. With uh, Spelljammer With coming out, uh, the Thrykreen, I think these are going to be some of the coolest figs you can get for Thrykreen characters from from Spelljammer. So I would definitely get it just for that myself. And I did. Right. And also a Steel Dragon available in three sizes. And that looks amazing. And did you can paint it up as a steel dragon or just any color dragon you want because that's the cool thing about painting your own models or whatever you want them to i just love, love this set um lord of the print always teases me because they do the best giant epic monsters um and i just don't always need giant epic monsters <laughs> it is going to be a project anytime you get one. Oh yeah ones. yeah they're just so big mm-hmm. i got two quickies uh okay our, our well I really like sync ratio systems. I think is the name of it. Um, they they did where legends stand and where legends fight. Uh, mm-hmm. Where legends fight number two is coming out on the thirteenth, I believe, uh, right before our next episode. Um, awesome. This I, is a terrain kit, right? Yeah, terrain and bases. Their their, their first stuff was mostly bases, but uh, these these are more terrain and like yeah, and, and just really cool, flavorful sets. Um, you know, I think there's four or five sets in it and maybe some stretch goals, um, but it, they're usually super. I like, if you look at it right there, it's $12 for it, uh, for the all in crazy, super good mm-hmm. value. Um, I would definitely recommend backing that when it c- comes out next week. And then um, I, I, this almost doesn't need promotion because uh, it's right on the front page of my mini factory right now, but um, I'm going to try to say this Francesca Musa Misi, uh, I think, or Musumesi, maybe, uh, Musumisi. 
anyway, uh, she was part of Artisan Guild at one point, I believe. She was involved in the um, Amazon Kickstarter as well. She, she did that. And this is the Spartan Warriors Kickstarter. So the reason why I'm calling it out, um, huge big army of like, you know, kind of Amazon themed Spartan type warriors with some angels and just a couple other things. It is 20 bucks for that set. Wow. What you got on screen right there. I mean, it's massive content for the price tag and stretch goals and stuff probably as well. And I believe you can also snag a 50% off code for the Amazon's campaign if you missed that as well. So wonderful. Yeah. And if you want to uh, support us, you can do so by giving us a review on iTunes or Spotify, giving us a like, a subscribe over on uh, YouTube and also, you know, following us on Facebook or spreading the word. So the thing that absolutely would help us most is definitely iTunes reviews and Spotify reviews. Those help us the most right now. And if you want to uh, contact us at all, you can do so at podcast at printyourgames.com. If you want to find more of this content and more of our awesome stuff, you can go over to printyourgames.com to find our previous episodes. The free Albear miniature that was hosted, uh, provided us from Dusk Realm miniatures that we had on for a special interview, and uh, that's the best we can do. <laughs> so until next time, I'm Jefferson J. Thacker, also known as Param. I'm Kristen Sowards, also known as Last Fears, and don't forget to use your screen protector. <laughs>